0: Hey, everyone. This is Chris and Sandy Benton with the Chris and Sandy Show. We get up close and personal with some amazing rising artists. And as I always say, today we got a great one for you today because every artist deserves that. And today we have Trevor Martin. We've talked a little bit. I think you're going to really enjoy him, love his music. So, Trevor, are you here?
1: I'm here. Thanks for having me.
0: We, we appreciate you coming on in, in this crazy
2: time.
1: Hey, yeah. mm-hmm. <laughs> I- some Some crazy stuff, for sure, but you know it's nice to slow down and be able to do like- uh things like this and uh meet new <laughs> people, so virtually exactly awesome <laughs> yeah <laughs>
0: so, you know it's funny it's funny, you know a lot of people slow down, we've sped up because of course our show is a we social have. distance show i mean we're, we're yes
1: <laughs> right well like you said this I think you said this is the ninety seventh interview since January. So that's, that's awesome. It Congratulations is. on that.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Oh, thank yeah, you. Yeah, we,
0: we had, you know, it's funny. We actually, you know, if everybody, if nobody cancels the rest of the week, we'll have our 100th show, um, interview on Friday.
4: And it's Friday. Mm-hmm. because, because we
0: thought when we first launched the show that we, we would be lucky to have 80 in the first year.
2: Wow. We did. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and and <we're, laughs>
0: at this point because we 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 launched it was only going to be weekly and it was going to be two people yeah. per episode and, and we learned really quick that having two people on the same show does not work because
1: people no, don't two, people will
0: tune well. out before it gets to the second interview
1: right mm-hmm. yeah that's it's tough to tough a to lot congratulations and i'm glad that that can be one to promote my new music and just promote some stuff that I'm doing. So thanks a lot.
0: That's awesome. Oh, absolutely. So tell us, um, as we get started here, tell us a little bit about who you are, where you're from, and a brief overview about you.
1: Yeah, so I'm from Bowling Green, Kentucky, which is just an hour north of Nashville. And um, mm. I went to Belmont University mm-hmm. for four years and graduated there a year ago about this time last year. Um, and then I moved to Nashville full time, so lived there all the last year and um had to move back to Bowling Green because of the the covid stuff um, but just trying to save money now back with my parents
2: mm-hmm.
1: it, there's nothing mm-hmm. going on right now in Nashville. um things are starting <laughs> to open up this week, but um, yeah. mm-hmm. it's it's tough to tough to have gigs lined up for right now, so um you know, just trying to to navigate all that but I got a commercial voice degree from Belmont University, and while oh, I was there, I got to sing got to sing with Cheryl Crow and um, was a featured artist in some of the um, large showcases that they had at Belmont, mm-hmm. and then um, also mm-hmm. got hired by CMT to promote the CMT Crossroads for the last two years. So, um, you know, just kind of some great stuff happening now.
2: I've
1: mm-hmm. uh, been in Nashville for five years, so just trying to write as much as I can and just put out a new single, so testing the waters with that
0: (laughs) so how's nashville treated you since you've been there
1: you know it's been great the the cool thing about nashville compared to a place like here in bowling green is everybody Mm -hmm. eats sleeps and breathes Mm -hmm. music and
2: so (laughs) no matter
1: where you go there's talented people whether that's a talented business person who's Um, has a lot of talent in understanding what goes on behind the scenes. That's been awesome Mm -hmm. to make friends in that department Mm -hmm. or whether that's a, you know, a player, like a session player or a musician who plays, you know, say guitar, drums, bass, anything like that. And then it's really cool to have artist friends as well, who you Mm -hmm. write with and who you collaborate Mm -hmm. with and who you pull in on shows with you. And so it's, it's been great. I've really enjoyed Nashville and um, haven't, haven't hit a, a big break or anything yet but i think you know i'm only 23 and it's called the 10-year town i've had five years yep. there so i've got about five more to yeah, yeah it's happen. a
0: 10 year they, they call it a 10-year town for for a reason um but you know something i i definitely recently learned about the power of nashville now we've never visited nashville but we're going to be moving there next year People think we're oh, cool. crazy not visiting yet, yeah. but yeah, we know we're supposed to be there. We just know we're supposed to be there for what we do mm-hmm. and all that. I mean, if, if you're in country music, you need to be in Nashville pretty much.
1: Absolutely. And, um,
0: yeah. And, um, but um, what really showed me the spirit of Nashville, and I granted, of course, after the tornadoes came, that definitely showed me the spirit. But before that, I remember posting on Facebook, um, and, and we're in Savannah, Georgia, so really this was more for mm-hmm. local. And and I posted about and some people would think this is something small, but to me the small things what really matters in life anyway. Uh, yeah. But I posted on Facebook about needing a a podcast mic. Does anybody have an extra one that I can get from them? And of course I'm thinking Savannah, right? Because we're in Savannah. I had a yeah. Nashville friend private message me and says I've got an extra one. What's your address? I'll mail it to you.
1: Yeah. Hey, it's everybody's <laughs> there. Everybody there. Well, I don't want to say everybody, but there's so many people there that are <laughs> mm-hmm. trying to lift lift everybody up. And I've kind of always viewed mm-hmm. it um, as this, like the people that I'm working with right now and the people that mm-hmm. I went to school with at Belmont, uh, I'm mm-hmm. rooting for them. And I'm I'm yeah. a big fan of theirs because, mm-hmm. you know, ultimately, at the end of the day, their success could be my success and my success mm-hmm. could be theirs, you know, and, and we yeah, have exactly. to all –
2: lift Mm -hmm. each other
1: up we can't um uh, there's there's some a lot of people in nashville that that are that way and Mm -hmm. want the success for everybody and i think there's enough to go around and so that's that's one of the cool things that i have found in nashville is people really do root for each other and they care Mm -hmm. and i think that's just a great attitude to have
0: and that's kind of we're we're on the same basically level playing field like y'all. You know, we've got this show called the Christmas Andy Show that we're trying to mm-hmm. be a Bobby Bones show or a Ty Bentley show. So you know, one yes, day that I big think. show. So <laughs> we we totally get what y'all are saying, and and you know, we're hoping that one day a few artists that we do ends up rising big too, because it, it'll rise our show too.
1: Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. I mean, there's um, there's there's so many <laughs> avenues to pursue and um yeah I think that's that's a great attitude to have
0: now um, because it is about balance you know because you know I know some people they br- eat sleep breathe music but sometimes that's not always good what are some hobbies you do outside of music
1: yeah well uh, I'm actually a huge basketball and football oh, wow. fan I love <laughs> um, love the Los Angeles Lakers and I love the New Orleans Saints so I'm a die-hard die hard Saints fan and a really, really big fan, so um, mm-hmm. I love that, and and recently, it's kind of weird, um, with no <laughs> sports going on, it's it's definitely been uh-huh. tough, but I kind of found what I call a new sport, which is a little uh-huh. different, And um,
2: mm-hmm.
1: but it, it feels like a sport to me, because you get invested in their statistics, but that's the show Survivor. I've, I've just gotten <laughs> huge into oh. that show.
2: Um, oh, that's and it, cool. It, it,
1: it gives you something to to look forward to every night and um it, mm. the last it, it ended last week but um you know that was what kind of occupied my time is being able to watch survivor being able to pull for someone and
2: mm. uh,
1: root for them yeah. so that that's what i've been into lately so those are my main hobbies and also um did some acting as well um that's another mm. hobby of mine that i pursued really hardcore um from about 10 years old to oh wow, probably 17 or 18, and went out to Los Angeles and, and had some really mm-hmm. big opportunities there and have been in some feature films and some television shows. So, yeah, that's another hobby.
0: That is really cool. You know, one of the hobbies that we like to do is, um, I don't know if you've ever played disc golf, but that's really fun.
2: Yeah,
1: yeah. Oh, I, yeah, their played, whole family but... loves that. <laughs>
2: yeah, I've seen it. <laughs>
1: Some mean games of disc, disc golf at the parks <laughs> here at Bowling Green. So.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and, you know, Sandy's actually from a little town called Pikeville, Kentucky, in Kentucky.
3: Yeah, of course. That's know, in the little eastern corner. Yep. <laughs> yeah,
0: that's great. Uh, that's, yeah, her, her mom lives, like, right up in the mountains on a one – I mean, so I remember when we – because Sandy and I met online back in '02. And so I remember uh, when I was going to visit her, she had me meet in pipe because they are about 30 minutes from Pikeville in a little town called Feds, mm-hmm. Feds Creek. And I remember oh, going yeah, up. Town. <laughs> I remember going up into the area. I was like, "Where is she taking us?" You know And, <laughs> yeah. you know, and, and then we get on that road, <laughs> and her mom lives on a one-lane road, where if, if somebody has to if you, two cars are coming, somebody's got to back into a driveway crazy. Sure. Yeah. yeah, what
3: what we call up in a holler. I lived in a holler up there. <laughs> <Nice>. Very cool.
0: <laughs> so what would you consider something unusual about you?
1: Hmm. Um unusual. Well, I've got I got a severe bleeding disorder. It's called hemophilia and oh, wow. um uh, I was diagnosed with that at birth and that was kind of mm-hmm. really scary for my parents and um you know, it's something that I've had to learn how to live with, but it's actually been a mm-hmm. blessing for me, and I've met a lot of people huh. in that community and um, ended up, the song that I just released, it's called Go To, that um, came out last mm-hmm. Friday. I actually wrote mm-hmm. that and recorded it with um, a guy whose son has hemophilia, and we connected oh, through wow. that community, so
2: wow. uh, I guess
1: that's something unusual um, that <laughs> not everybody might know.
0: That's pretty interesting, and it's really cool that you turn yeah. something negative into a positive.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. It, it helped me. It helped me pay for going to Belmont, which is a I think it's fifty thousand dollars a year now, and
2: mm-hmm. I didn't
1: have to pay a dime for college oh, um, wow. through wow. not not just the hemophilia scholarships. I had some music yeah. scholarships as well, but yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it was really it really helped out there, and it's just a great community of people, and they're very supportive. So that's that's also helpful in music, and you know they they really support me and want someone to support in the community.
0: Yep. So talking about yeah. all that, what drives you right now?
1: Hmm, what drives me? I think <laughs> what what drives me honestly is the feedback that I get from people on my mm-hmm. music and. Being a an up and coming artist who you know hasn't hit it big yet, um, the mm. people who tell me, "Hey, this is great. This is competitive. This sounds like the radio. <laughs> this sounds
0: yeah."
1: I I, I love listening mm-hmm. to this. I listen to it over and over. I think that's what drives me because I know that there's so many people that do enjoy it that there could. Mm-hmm. I just need to get to the next level so more and more people can enjoy it. So I think that's that's my driving factor, really. And I just love music, so just just being able to give people what they want to hear and mm-hmm. give them new music, give them a new form of entertainment, I think that's, that's really the driving factor for me is getting it to as many people as I can and watching them enjoy my music.
0: Yeah, and you know, what kind of drives us a little bit is we actually originally launched New Country Buzz in 2014, um, and Sandy's always been in the music. I haven't always been in the I've always liked music, but she was always the big lover of music. And But we launched in 2014 New Country Buzz and ran it for about a year, and it was like it, things got rough, so we shut everything down. And so we know what it feels like to kind of go without this side of it. And I Me remember – yes. <laughs> I remember going through each year that we had it shut down, I felt felt like something was missing. It was like we we tried so many different things, and we tried this and tried that and tried this and tried but nothing, nothing never felt like it fit. And then by the sure, end of 2018, yeah. I told Sandy, I think we need to relaunch and finish what we started. I just felt like there was a piece of me missing, because you know, once music's in you, that's it. There's no leaving. Right.
2: <laughs>
0: and yeah, and she was like, all let's...
2: In. <laughs> and yeah. she's like, "Well, let's yeah. go for it." So we launched.
0: Mm-hmm. We launched into 2018, and kind of 2019 was kind of the building foundation of the of our new country buzz. Yeah. In the end of last year, we end up saying, "Oh, you know what? Time to take it next level," which was th- this show now, and here we are, your 97th show. So, so we kind of know what it feels like when you kind of lose something, and it feels like it's missing. And I think some people don't realize that sometimes that if they got that passion if they ever let it go they're going to regret it
1: absolutely and that's something that I've really tried to do myself too is just mm-hmm. I, I'm 23 I just graduated mm-hmm. and you know why not go at this thing full fledged I think mm-hmm. I don't ever I wrote a song yeah. called I Sh- I shoulda and I, <laughs> the premise of that song is I just don't ever want to look back at my life and say, ah, I should have done this or I should have mm-hmm. done that. So, mm-hmm. you know, I just kind <clears> of, <throat> I, I want to keep that, keep it going. I want to keep the job going. And, you know, I can always, I mean, I've got a great education from Belmont university and so I can mm-hmm. always get a, a job in, in something else. Um, yeah. but I, 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 want to give this a shot while I can, and I just don't yeah. think there's any reason not to.
0: And that's how we, we feel exactly like that, too, with our show. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we sit mm-hmm. there, and um, I don't want – I've never been one of them that look back and say, I wish I would have, like you're saying I should have. Um, I've got friends of mine, and this is, this is the kind of life I never want to live, but I've got friends of mine. I always like to tell this story on every episode because I want parents and friends to kind of hear this. But um, I've got friends of mine who are, say, 15 years, 10, 15 years in their career. And some of them, not all of them, but some are miserable. And you sit right. down with them, and you're, and you're like, you know, you've got, this great, you've got this great lifestyle. You've got this great family. You've got an awesome career. And they'll stop. Some of them will stop you and say, well, the career is the problem. And I'm always, like, stunned on that because I'm like, well, how, how's, you went the six years, four years, whatever it was of college for that career. And then when, they get, when you dig down deep in them, you, you find out that they never wanted that career. They only went right. there because either pa- parents said, this is where the money's at. Their guidance counselors said, this is where the money's at. Their friends said, this is where the money's at. So they went chasing the money instead of chasing their passion, and now they're miserable.
1: Right. I think if you chase your passion, then ultimately the money can come. I mean, if you if you're so passionate about something – then things will happen, mm-hmm. doors will open, and yeah. that's kind of been always my thought, and I just don't want to give up, especially yeah, exactly. now, I mean, there's there's no reason, <laughs> I'm starting to have
2: mm-hmm.
1: more of an uptick, and, you know, I'm starting to work with people who are, have been professionals for a long time, and,
2: mm-hmm. you know, I've,
1: I've gotten to write with some number one writers, which has been phenomenal, oh, cool. and so uh, I'm getting in the right doors now, and that's that's half the battle. Is just and that's the, door the perfect and being a good person.
0: And you know, that's the perfect yeah. leadway into my next question. When you look back on your career so far, what are some moments where you're like, "Wow, I got to do that." You're like, "Man, that was amazing."
1: Yeah. Hmm. So I guess there's there's a few kind of points where I've stepped away and I was like, "Wow, that that really happened." Um, <laughs> One of them was I got to perform at the Skirmerhorn Symphony Center in Nashville. Um, it was a, it was called Christmas at Belmont, and it's a nationally televised um, Christmas program. And I, mm-hmm. I was one of one of three students in the whole school of music at Belmont that got selected to sing with oh, Cheryl wow. Crow. So, um, oh, wow. got to sing. Some, yeah, I got to sing some background with her, and. Um, that was a phenomenal moment. I think another one was, um, I was one of four artists selected to perform at the Belmont university commercial music showcase, which Belmont is a really big deal. And there's Mm -hmm. a lot, there's just, there's, I mean, some of the most talented musicians in all of the country that come to Mm -hmm. Belmont and to be honored in that regard and selected for that was awesome. I think a couple other things, um, I was hired by CMT back-to-back years to um, promote the CMT Crossroads, and we went to Bridgestone Bridgestone Arena, like right outside there, and performed there, and we performed at Arrington Vineyards, which is a a great venue, and um, Kix Brooks actually came and uh, up in the middle of my gig and said, hey, mind if I say some things? So that was really cool, and... uh, (laughs) And and I guess you know I'm just I'm just throwing a few bullet points out there and then yeah. you know I wrote with um, uh, a guy who who had a number one single in country music mm-hmm. and we've written sure. we've written two songs together and um, his name's Stephen Beatty he wrote Luke Combs song One Number Away and you know oh, it's wow. just cool when you wow uh, when when you get in a room with someone like that and you're like wow I mean this is this is the this is the big time so mm-hmm. I thought that was those those are some points there that I think have been moments that I'm like, wow, this is this is a lot of fun.
0: <clears throat> That's really cool. One thing I like to do is go the other direction on the sacrifices and the struggles too. Because I think that what a lot of hosts do is they always talk about the highlights of the artist, but you never really dig into the story of the other side of it. And, and I think before people really step into this music, crazy music business, they need, they need to know both sides because it's not all glory. <laughs> it's a lot of grind. Yeah. And, um, and I'm going to lead into it with a story of where I want this to go. Um, back in 2014, we interviewed Allison Steele from Two Steele Girls, and at that time, they were full-time with music. One of the questions I asked her was, what advice would you give up-and-coming artists? She said, this is going to sound funny coming from someone full-time, but if, you, if, you, if your heart will, will allow you to do anything outside of music, go do that and keep music as a hobby. She says, once you go full-time or even – and it don't have to be necessarily be full-time. She goes, but when you're trying to make it a career, she goes, yes, it's still your passion, but now it's your job. And she said, that's a game changer. She goes, you can't have bad days. If if you have a really bad day today and you got a gig tonight, you got to smile like you ain't had a bad day in forever. She goes, your audience don't care about your bad day. They want to hear you sing and they want to hear you sing the songs that may remind you of how bad that day was. She goes, she goes the sacrifices that they've had to make from the way they eat, the way they sleep. You know, you have to have this energy to stay on stage for 3 and 4 hours. She goes, she goes the families have to sacrifice, not just the artists. She goes, she goes but If your heart will not allow you to um, do anything outside of music, then go all in because the only way those type of sacrifices become worth it. What do you think of what she said, and let's go there a little bit.
2: Hmm.
1: Yeah, that's definitely interesting thoughts. Um, Honestly, in in my opinion… I I don't have another job. I've never worked never worked a 9 to 5, never worked a part-time job. It's only been mm. music and oh wow. So far it's it's been getting me it's by. It's working. <laughs> yeah, it's working. So I think my thing would be I think it has to be the right people who do that and who
0: go for yeah. it. I
1: play a lot of I play a lot of hometown gigs since like I mentioned I only live an hour from Nashville. I come home a lot and play restaurant gigs and also like private parties and weddings. So that's how I'm making music happen full time.
0: Yeah, um,
1: but I, I think if you
0: it's a big sacrifice though.
1: Yeah, I, I think As I think you definitely have to go all in. Um, I, I would not advise you know working, doing another job. I, I'm not sure if. Uh, You know, I only just heard you say her quote, so I don't know if I'm misquoting her, but, you know, I I think you need to make it almost a job because at the end of the day, that's what it's going to be. If it's just a hobby Mm -hmm. on the side, then, you know, you're probably not ever going to get anywhere if it's just, hey, this is what I spend, you know, an hour on Mm -hmm. a day or this is what I spend, you know, I play a show once every six months or because you know this is this is it's a, it's a cutthroat business and it's serious and mm-hmm.
2: there's
1: you know it's a job for thousands of people as record labels and publishing mm-hmm. companies and songwriters and musicians so it, there's someone else who's going to take it more serious so I, I kind of disagree that you know it it needs to be a, a hobby um, I think you got to go what, all what, in what, because well
0: what, well what, 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 what she said was that. If your heart will allow you to do anything outside of music, go do that and keep music only as a hobby. She says, but if your heart will not allow you to do anything outside of music, then you've got to be all in because the only way those sacrifices become worth it. She's basically saying if there's another avenue you can take – this is what she was explaining to us when we interviewed her. She goes, that this avenue is so difficult. If there is another avenue your heart will be okay with. She's saying, go do that, because you have to be all in if you're going to make it.
1: Sure. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, There's there's been a lot of people at Belmont who were still trying to – they're still trying to discover, like, hey, do I want to do – do I want to be an artist? And yeah, some of the exactly. people that I admire the most are those who put that aside and said, no, I'm not built for that. I've got a great
2: voice, mm-hmm.
1: but – That's not – I'm not built for that. There's room in my heart for something else. That's not where I want to put Mm -hmm. all my passions. Exactly. They walk away from it, and if they play a show (laughs) once every three months, then their heart's content with that because they get to show their gifts and they get to perform in front of people. So um, then there's people – there's so many people like myself that go all in on it and write every day and perform multiple times a week. And, um, yeah, I think
2: that's (laughs) –
1: um, I kind of see what you're saying, uh, but if if you're if you're if you want to be dedicated to it, you got to go yep. all in. And
0: yep. yeah, yeah. Exactly. If there's if there's
1: any sliver of you that says no, I don't know about this. Well, then no, you've already lost. You got to be all yep. in. Yeah,
0: because another thing, another point that she was making, and the reason why she said it in the way that she said it back then was, she goes because if if you think you're all in and you don't make it, you're going to regret that. And she and she knows that unless you're all, if one of your goals is to be that rising star, and like she said, if 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 your goal's not that rising star, then keep it as a hobby and go find some other career that you can build. Why you do, you know? But sure. if your goal is to be that rising star, you you pretty much have to eat, drink, sleep music.
1: <laughs> yeah, you really do. Um... You absolutely do. I mean, every every aspect of your life is is that. I mean, I, I wake up, and the first thing that I do is, you know, check, check Spotify and see how my song's performing, um, mm-hmm. and then I, I check Instagram to see if there's any, you know, new fans who have reached out or opportunities mm-hmm. for someone to reach out, and then, you know, I get up and I send emails. I'm blasting emails to as many people as I can saying, hey here's my new song, check it out. And then after that, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm calling, um, you know, my the people that I'm working with and, uh, to promote and seeing what they're doing. And so it is, a, it's, yeah. you got to eat, sleep, and breathe it. And then, you know, even at the end of the night, like <laughs> my, my girlfriend came over the other night and I'd kind of been just going, going crazy with all this mm-hmm. new single stuff and just had <laughs> all my attention and replying to, you know, I, I had... Hundreds of comments um, and shares and things like that on my mm-hmm. song, and trying to reply to all of those was was ama- <laughs> like it, it was awesome. Like I, I was loving it, but you know it was kind of difficult for my girlfriend. That's like I was idiot. just on my phone the whole night, so that might be a sacrifice too. It just you, yeah. you never stop. You can't you can't take off, um, or yeah. you lose traction.
0: And that's something we're learning, too, even with our show. You know, we, we stay booked up for about one to two weeks in advance. I try not to book up too much beyond that because you never know where life is going to lead you. And I want to yeah, have some fle- st- flexibility. Yeah. But I book up one to two weeks in advance. And, again, I know if we, you know, right now we've got some momentum with this show. And I know if we back off some
3: that mm-hmm. we will lose that we'll momentum
0: live. that we got. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, so I have to, like, from the moment I get up to the moment I go to bed, I'm always thinking about the show. I'm always thinking about who can I bring on that might help our show get to the next level? Uh, who can I reach? I mean, I've even reached out. Not granted, I got turned down, but I even reach out to people like Blake Shelton and Kelly Underwood's teams. I, bring, I reach out to them because, you know, because one day there's one of those people going to say yes.
1: <laughs> i tell you what, Chris. I, I live by this motto. And this is this has been something that keeps me going when I'm
2: uh-huh.
1: when it feels like not that I want to give up, but when things are slow yeah. and when things are tough, I live by this mm-hmm. motto: it only takes one. That's <laughs> all it takes. And <laughs> what, say, look at say, how many one hits yeah.
0: you know but that that one right? song that rose
2: that uh-huh. artist. Yeah, that's so true. So
1: let's say let's say Blake Shelton gets on on your show and. Shares that on his page, then that's all it took. It took that one, and then yep. now everybody wants to be on yeah. the show. So yep. you know, yeah. for me, it's, that one exactly. song or that one performance where
2: mm-hmm. you know,
1: it, or one publisher, one record, mm-hmm. uh, record yeah. company executive saying, "Hey, let's take a chance on this guy," and next next thing you know, it's history.
0: Yep. Because again, you know, when you like a Florida Georgia line, you know, Cruz was pretty much their trademark the song crew. Right. You 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 take that away, you probably wouldn't have Florida of Georgia Life. <laughs>
2: right.
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah. That one <laughs> song
2: just came out of blue
0: hit. and <laughs> that's what they came out with and first, Yeah. And and, them off. and and really when you look at a lot of the artists out there, the big ones, um, the, the mega the megastars, if you trace back to their past, it was always one song that really catapulted them. Like Ring of Fire with Johnny Cash. That was his song sure yeah yeah <laughs> For sure.
1: you know I also yeah. live to the by the motto of this too uh, it only mm-hmm. takes one and another side of that is <laughs> it's kind of funny and and
2: you don't like, know I which even one will apply be.
1: that right you never know but I applied that to to my my dating life as well and when I was trying <laughs> to find uh <laughs> You know, I'm very picky, and I, I didn't really go out with with much of anybody. But I, I mm. use that same model; it only takes one, and yep. so that's uh, one one to like <laughs> well, you. And that came true yeah. for me. So you know, maybe yep. next thing you will know be uh, music.
0: You know what's funny? You saying mm-hmm. that about the dating thing. I remember back in 2002, I really felt like God was leading me to find my spouse online. People thought I was nuts over this, but I was like, I feel like I'm supposed to find my wife online. And back then it was taboo, you know, in 2002. It wasn't like it is now. Yeah. Um, but, but I said that, and I remember, I, you know, and, and I had a qualifying I only had one qualifying question. I granted <laughs> you had to be a Christian because I was, but I had one qualifying sure. question. Now, now people got the way I want to, you know, because I figured out the way I want to live marriage. I wanted to live marriage as a 24-7 family. That was just my idea. So, one, so my question always was, if it were possible, again, I always said, if it were possible, would you consider um, a 24-7 marriage to build a legacy together? And, oh, I got all kinds of bad comments <laughs> on that one. I probably went through 300 women online. One by one, nope, 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 nope. And then I asked that same question to Sandy, and her this was her exact answer. She says, "I've never heard of that kind of marriage, but if that were even remotely possible, that would be awesome." Sure. And here we hey, are, seventeen yeah. years, and, we, and we've been married seventeen years and been a twenty-four-seven couple.
1: Hey, yeah. That's great. All, all it takes is one. Like yep. yep. so, so we know it's
0: coming just like it's coming for you. And this is a great time for us to take a small commercial break. And then we're going to play your song, Go To, when we come back. How's that sound?
1: Hey, sounds great.
0: All right, here we go.
3: Hey, everyone. We have partnered with another great podcast called the Sports Guys Podcast. You can find them over at the thesportsguyspodcast.com. The Sports Guys Podcast is a sports and country music podcast hosted by Brandon, Nick, and Andy. They cover sports on a state, regional, and national level with many of the biggest names in the sports industry. The Sports Guys also host a Backstage Pass music segment where they go behind the scenes and talk with some of the biggest artists in country music, everything from Texas country, Americana, as well as Nashville artists. The Backstage Pass provides a more in-depth look at the musicians' rise in music as they talk about their career and tell stories about their music to share with their fans. Many of the same guests will be appearing on our show as well. Again, you can find them over at the sportsguyspodcast.com. It's a grand slam of sports and music. Please go over and check them out.
4: I want to be a go-to. And on a double shot, almond milk, latte. You'll be by the window, sitting in the same place. Always in a tie ball cap, but Reese doesn't even have to ask. Girl, you know what you like, and I like
2: that.
4: I know you got your go to t shirt. I go to line when you try to flirt. I pick me up. In your heart It always works Tonight After that glass of Vino Noir With your girls That you go to Wine bar I'll be here for you I wanna be the one You go to That I do, I show you that you might. I think I'm pretty cool. You can raid my apartment and take whatever you want to. And I wouldn't be that surprised if what you find my favorites, too.
3: Oh yes! Oh, love the song. Great song.
1: Thank you a lot. I appreciate it. It's a lot of hard work put into that. So,
3: <laughs> so what's the story
1: behind it? Um, so it's. I guess you've heard the phrase before. What's your go-to? Have you heard that before?
2: Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. 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 Mm-hmm.
1: So, um, that's where it came from. I guess to be honest with you, I was going on a lot of, uh, you know, just trying to get to know a, a lot of people at the time um, mm-hmm. that I was just writing a lot and um you know i'd go out with with friends and say hey what's your what's your go-to like what's your go-to coffee shop what's your go-to restaurant what's your go-to um oh is that your go-to t-shirt like you wear that all the time like that looks like a great shirt and you know i was sitting down with my co-writer one day and for some reason it just kind of popped in my head i was playing the Kia g and just started playing uh playing the song and saying, I know you got to go to T-shirt. I was like, oh, that's good. And then we just kind of rode from there. But, yeah, I mean, the scene in the beginning is about a girl who knows, who who goes to the same coffee shop every Saturday at the same time, Mm -hmm. sits in the same seat, gets the same drink, and, you know, just enjoys that place a lot. And, And the guy's hoping that, he can be her go-to guy um, at the end of the day. So um, mm-hmm. it's kind of about a, a girl who knows what she likes and, and the guy hopes that he can be that sure thing that she likes.
0: <laughs> that is really awesome.
1: Oh, and
2: yes.
0: as you know, when people look at you, um, as we change gears a little bit, <clears throat> they see you, but as you know, as you noted earlier, it takes a team to be who you are you can 't do it alone in this, especially in the crazy music world you you know you cannot do it alone so right. I like to always allow the artist to take an opportunity to kind of tell a little bit about their team you know because people don 't get to see the PR company people don 't get to see the managers people don 't get to see the producers't they don 't they don't hear about none of that out there they just hear about you sure. so so take some time you know one or two minutes just Tell us a little bit about your team behind you to help you do what you do.
1: Yeah, for sure. Well, I guess we'll start with who I wrote the song with and recorded it with. His name is Adam B. Smith, and he has a studio called The Robot Factory, um, and that's where we recorded this and wrote the song as well. So he's extremely talented. He played some of the instruments on it as well, and um, he's produced songs for Andy Grammer, Colby Calais. So he's he's got a great track record and um so that's that's one huge person. We write every Wednesday, well had been <laughs> until COVID happened. So we get yeah. together once a week, write a song, he yeah. would do demos and this is one we felt confident about. Um let's see, going down the line a little bit, there's I'm working with uh, a, a the team over at Innovo management and they're helping me with Spotify services and promoting it on Spotify, getting it playlisted, which is a, an integral part of the release process is getting
4: mm-hmm. those stream
1: numbers up, creating new fans that you wouldn't have had before. So, um, they're doing a fantastic job there. And then, um, who made this interview happen was a guy named Trevor Perkins at Perkins yeah, Publicity, awesome. and he's helping. Yeah. He's a great guy. And, um, you know, he's – one of the things that I look for in people to have mm-hmm. on my team are people who are hungry. And,
2: yeah.
1: um, he, you know, all, yeah. uh, Adam is very hungry, and everyone mm-hmm. at Anova Management is very hungry. Trevor Perkins is extremely hungry. And then um, one other guy that's been a huge help to me is the branding. I've kind of had a complete mm-hmm. rebrand and – um <laughs> just wanted everything to look professional so i got a new logo mm-hmm. uh, i got
2: mm-hmm. promotional
1: materials and the company that helped me there was branding different and a guy named mm. Lenny martelli and and um he's hungry as well and, and that whole company yeah. is just phenomenal <clears throat> at getting turnarounds and of course you know i had people um one of my great friends is a photographer and he did the album art mm-hmm. um uh, for me and his name's Tristan mm-hmm. Cusick. He does a lot of live stuff. So, you know, the team is huge. And then of course, um, I've got some huge supporters. My parents are extremely supportive in allowing me to do this, and not mm-hmm. staying on my case, and you know, giving me <laughs> some freedom to pursue this because yeah. they know that there's some talent there and they believe in me. So my parents are huge. Um, my girlfriend. So on your parents. Supportive real as well. Quick,
0: um, you know, real quick on your parents. I always, when, when people bring up parents, I always like to hear a parent story. Tell us a story where they went above and beyond for you, where you knew at that point, or at least one of the points, where you were like, "Wow, they really do believe in what I'm doing."
1: Yeah, absolutely. So my parents have been extremely supportive, really, my whole life. I'm an only child, so that tells you a little <laughs> bit about um, a, a little bit about <laughs> me and their relationship, but. Um, They're both school teachers, and I started getting uh, um, an interest in acting when I was about 10 or 11, and Mm -hmm. at that point, I took some classes in Nashville and ended up meeting a lady who used to be the head of casting at Disney who had recently Mm -hmm. transitioned um, into being a manager. And she said, hey, I think Trevor's got a lot of talent. Let's get him out (laughs) to Los Angeles. Um, That's where she lives. And you know, let's let's go get him some auditions, let's get him in acting classes, let's meet some people. So my parents took off work for months at a time and we would go out there and wow. the stay and um, you know, I got to got to work with some awesome people and there's some people that um I took acting classes with, dancing classes with and vocal <laughs> classes with who are very, very successful um in the industry today and wow. so that was really cool and and they sacrificed not only their time but also a lot of money in that regard and uh that's yeah. all because they believed in me and and you know it was a fun journey for all of us
0: <laughs> and since you brought up your girlfriend tell us a story where she's showed where she believes in you
1: yeah so um i actually started liking this girl 10 years ago and um <laughs> she She didn't really give me the time of day for about ten years. <laughs> we were just always friends and then, um she moved in to nashville um almost a year ago and um, mm-hmm. we we connected in November and have have been uh together since November, but we've known each other forever. We were best friends growing up in middle school and high school so
2: mm-hmm.
1: um it it's just kind of been awesome to to have her but I remember her first one of the first um, things that she did really special for me was in seventh grade, she 30 day challenge thing. And she posted a picture of her favorite artist, and she put oh. me on there, which was, which was really oh, wow. sweet back then. So wow. she's always supported me since we were young. And she's the reason I started playing guitar and writing songs anyway. So um, she's, oh, wow. she's always wants me to give her little concerts and always <laughs> promote me on, on her you know, pages and stuff. So she's she's awesome. But that that's is my really team. Cool. That's yep. that's that's a bulk of my team right there and you know, mm-hmm. there's there's a lot more uh supporters who make calls for me yeah and, um, you know, have helped mm-hmm. me out a little financially and so, you know, I, I could go on and on and on about about people <laughs> that have helped me out, but
2: Yeah um, exactly
1: that, the three people off the top of my head, my vocal coach Henry Smiley at Belmont was amazing. Uh, a friend here in Bowling Green, his name's Alan Simpson. He's helped me out locally, um, get some traction, and then uh, one of my great friends in the hemophilia community, Mark Osborne, has been been a big supporter for me. So you know, just just so many more people I can name as well, too.
0: You know, you're talking about the hungry. I, I remember a quote that I've heard, and I've always remembered this because some people say this quote in a different way. But I've reworded it to say that some people say for your team you need you don't need the needy you need the greedy. I don't I never like that. When I, yeah. I changed it to and I always changed it to you're not looking for the needy you're looking for the hungry.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And, uh, I think. <clears throat> yeah. Go ahead, Chris.
0: Yeah, yeah, because I, you know, the greedy just don't, you know, I, and I get what the, the original quote—they're trying to make it rhyme and, and all that—with needy and greedy. And, and I get what they're doing. And, and you do need somebody that's that's hungry, but just—but I think greedy is the wrong word for that. I like hungry.
1: Yeah, I think hungry people don't have to be to be greedy. Um, so yeah. I, I agree with your statement there. Um, the people that I work with are very selfless. So, yep, exactly. you know, they're mm-hmm. they're not being greedy. They're not charging me an arm and a leg. They're,
2: mm-hmm. you know,
1: kind of what I mentioned earlier. My success is your success, and your success is my mm-hmm. success. So we're just all trying to lift each other up, and, um, you know, none of us on my team have had, um, well, a lot of us on my team have not had major, major things happen yet. But, mm-hmm. you know, I feel like that's just uh, a stepping stone to get to that
0: point exactly now since we were talking about your parents and your and your girlfriend all that we're you know we're like we believe in family just like you do we can tell that that's a big part of you as your family and because i always say that we're a family affair here we we've got a third team member kind that we always we always say our little eight-year-old we always bring him on to ask one question to each artist and he loves that so we get him on and Just a second. Sandy's going to get him on now. What's his name? (laughs) Christopher. And when our Caitlin gets, when Caitlin gets, um, she's, our Caitlin is one year old. When she gets older, Mm -hmm. we'll plug her in too. (laughs)
3: Yeah, absolutely. Here's Christopher.
1: What's up, Christopher? Hi,
3: Claudia. What's your favorite food?
1: Ooh, my favorite food. You know, my favorite food is cheese. I'm a huge cheese fan. I just love, um, all sorts of cheeses, whether that's uh, a Gouda cheese or a cheddar cheese. I, I like them all. That's that's my favorite food for sure. What's yours?
2: Uh, Pizza.
1: Pizza? Hey, what kind of pizza?
2: A pepperoni.
1: Yeah, hey, that sounds good to me.
0: Yeah, he could eat it at lunch. Okay, he eat it all day long. <laughs> he goes yeah. quick. Comes and goes. Yeah. He <laughs> loves that. He's
2: quick. He's quick. <laughs> Yeah, and, and but
0: like I've told, you know, like one thing I've learned is, um, if you want to inspire passion and purpose into your kids, they need to see you living out yours in front of them, and that's what we're trying
1: to do. For sure, yeah, that's that's huge to to see and be a great example.
0: So, if you could co-write with anyone, dead or alive, who would it be, and what would you want to write about?
1: Hmm. Um. It's a great question. I think I would love to write with John Mayer, but I know John Mayer is very, he only writes himself. Um, He writes by himself. So that probably would not be the best thing for me. I admire his music the most. Um, But I don't, I don't know how a co-write would go. I don't even know if any of my lines would be used just because he's so awesome. I think, honestly, I really I really like Jordan Reynolds, uh, who mm-hmm. uh, he wrote Tequila, Speechless, 10,000 Hours. He's a Dan oh, and well. Shea writer. Oh, well. um, so yeah. I think based on what my sound is, I think he would be phenomenal mm-hmm. to write with. Um, and of course, Shea Mooney, he's he's great as well, um, mm-hmm. from Dan and Shea. So, you know, th- yeah. that, that crew of people, I think, would be, uh, would be cool. a dream Right? Jordan also went to Belmont, and um, you know, I think I think that would be really cool to to be able to write with him. Just considering what my sound is.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And what would you want it to be? I mean, I know that most songwriters wouldn't care if they write with someone like that, but what would your ideal song be like with someone like that?
1: Hmm. You know, I I think for Jordan, he's such a good love songwriter that that's probably what I would want to go for, <laughs> but. I think as a songwriter, when you when you walk into a room, it, it just changes day to day. I mean, yeah. part of the, the fun of songwriting is walking in. Of course, sometimes you have melodic ideas and sometimes you just mm-hmm. have like a thought or of, hey, here's just the premise of the song. But a lot mm-hmm. of times writers like to just grab it from conversations that you have. So, you know, you and I talking for you know an hour or whatever we're talking for it could just Mm -hmm. pull that off and say hey that i loved what you said that sounds like a song That sounds like a hit let's go with (laughs) that today so this kind of depends on the day i guess
0: yeah so of the songs that you've written so far what song means the most and why
1: Hmm. so i would say the song that means the most to me is one called way back home and Mm -hmm. um That is a song that I wrote (laughs) – ironically, I started writing it on my lawnmower here in Bowling Green. It was probably (laughs) a year and a a half or two years ago, probably two summers Mm -hmm. ago, that I wrote Mm the song. And I was driving back home to Bowling Green from Nashville and was listening to one of my favorite songs. It's called My Town by Jeffrey – Jeffrey Steele wrote it. He's another dream writer of mine. He's phenomenal. He wrote tons and tons of hits. Um, but he had a song that Montgomery, Montgomery Gentry did and put out. It's called mm-hmm. My Town. And I remember driving home and windows down, beautiful day, and I was just thinking, man, I, I want to I have my version of My Town. So I got home, sure. and my parents were gone, and I hopped on the lawnmower, and I was just – Gonna do them a favor and you know show them hey thanks for letting yeah. me come over and mow the yard so I did and this melody popped in my head and uh, I, as soon as I got off the mower I ran inside and put it down on guitar and thirty minutes later I remember finishing it and it's about my grandparents and how yeah. you know they've um they they're the roots of me which is a you know mm. I'm a tree and they're the roots and. You know, how they're just always good, and just a lot of different things about my hometown. So I think that's the song that means the most to me. And it also won, um, I Mm -hmm. entered it in a songwriting competition, and it won um, first place and a $5,000 grand prize, so that was really awesome. Oh, wow.
2: (laughs) That helped Wow. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That's really cool.
0: So, um, question, and I have a purpose for the way I word this, and I'll explain that after I ask it. But if you had a magic wand, and what you're about to say, you could wave, and it would 100% come true, where do you want to be in five years? And the reason I'm asking it in this way, is I want artists to open up and think, um, this past February made five years that we asked that same question to Kelsey Ballerini. Her answer is almost to the T of what she's living right now. I mean, because, again, I asked her, where where does she want to be in five years? And she's living almost exactly what she said to us. Yeah. And I'm one of these believers that if if you're going somewhere you need a vision. And so what where would you be in 5 years if all bets were off?
1: Hmm. I guess there's there's a lot of things to go for. I think the first thing would be um I guess from a career mindset mm-hmm. and a career standpoint, I would like to have my song out to, you know, my music out to can and I hope people could enjoy it and connect with it and want more. I think as a, as a music fan myself, like I just mm-hmm. I, I can't wait until John Mayer drops a new album or until Dan and Shay put out a new song. And you know, I just mm-hmm. hope to have fans that my music means so much to them that they just keep want keep that. And um, you know, I
2: don't
1: I don't have to sell out. Bridgestone Arena or Nissan Stadium for my dreams to come Mm. true I just want to be able to um of course that'd be awesome but I I just kind (laughs) of want my people to enjoy my music and whoever's there connect with it and uh, just to be financially stable in that regard and not have to worry about where my next paycheck is going and you know have some cool songs on the radio I think would be great and um kind of the career aspect and then from a a personal aspect i think i would just you know like to to have a family started i'm uh, 23 now so that would put me at about 28 and i think that's a good time to start having um start start branching off be married have a (laughs) you know have a kid and and start Mm -hmm. start life
0: that would be awesome because you know we got two kids so that would we definitely understand that side of it that would be Um, really cool Uh Yeah. Now let's say you let's say you've got a friend, and let's say you heard them sing, and they do have something special. You can just tell they have something special. Now this would be pre-COVID advice, so keep that in mind. Um, okay. And let's say that that they're kind of new. They've played maybe 10, 20 shows, so they're really just getting their feet wet. But they've got on stage, the crowd. They look across the crowd, and they're roaring at them, of excitement. And they got what every artist says they get, that stage bug. And they come to you and they say, Trevor, I feel like this is what I'm supposed to do with the rest of my life. What advice would you give that specific person to help guide them the next two, three, four years?
1: Yeah, I think I would tell them to continue to play. I think the only way – and I'm still in this boat too. I I, I mean I'm – I've performed hundreds and hundreds of shows, um,
2: mm-hmm.
1: you know, for over the last, especially five, six, seven years. So, um,
2: mm-hmm.
1: you know, I, I, I'm very comfortable musically. I know when I step up mm-hmm. and have a guitar in my hands that, you know, most most people are, nobody's probably going to walk away saying, that's the worst singer I've ever heard in my life or anything yeah. like that. So um, I guess my advice to them would just be keep, keep chucking away and make Mm -hmm. sure that it's something that you want to fully pursue. If it's, you know, you're still kind of new in it. This person is is kind of new of um, getting their feet wet and fully submerged before you make a decision on whether or not this is really for you, but always use your gift. If you have a gift, use it no matter what, whether that's a church, whether that's singing for friends at a campfire or whether that's singing, in your car at the top of your lungs with the radio, just, you know, use that gift because not everybody has the gift of music.
0: Yeah. Really, really great advice. So as we come to this last question, what is a question that you wish hosts like us would ask, but they kind of never do?
1: Hmm. You know, that, that's a good question. Um, (laughs) Maybe that. Maybe that's the question
0: right there. Because <laughs> we have um, built our show around that question. We have,
1: yes, yeah. No, that's that's great. I think, um, and and I, I appreciate a lot of your questions and um, that are different and not the same. Um, hmm, one, I would really have to I have to think <laughs> on right off the top of my head. Nothing comes to mind I guess you know we've dug into yeah. some personal stuff and we've dug into you know like what's your favorite food as Christopher asked and, um, <laughs> you know
2: and
0: what uh, and, and you know what you know and you know when we launched our show I remember um telling Sandy I felt like we need to find some uniqueness of our show there's thousands of people do what we do out there yeah And I'm just Uh like with y'all, with what you do. And I remember, um, because of course, granted, we're a husband and wife team, so that probably puts us in less than 1% of the shows that a husband and wife actually do it together. Um, Mm -hmm. But I wanted something more unique than that. And so I was like, you know what, I I know what we're going to do with our show. We're going, because most most interviews only go 20 minutes, 15, 20 minutes, 30 minutes tops. Mm -hmm. I think it's about 20 minutes. And I was like, we're going to give the artist 60 minutes. So that way we can dig deep into their story to allow the, them to tell parts of their story. Cause, cause that was something that I felt like was missing out. Now granted with the big artists, they have platforms for that. There's all kinds of things that tell the big artists their story, but I didn't see anything that really helped the smaller artists tell their story. And that's where the Chris and Sandy show comes in. That's why we're, that's why our tagline is called up close and personal. Cause that's what we want to do is get personal with people. Yeah. Yes.
1: Um, you know, i I'll, uh, to answer your question, um, I, I think you have, you asked so many questions that not many people do. And, um, uh, you know, talking about like the sacrifices that, that you have to make, um, that was a, a great question. So, um, I think these are very unique questions and, you know, if I think of anything, I'll, I'll let you know, like through Facebook <laughs> or something, but honestly, it, okay, it, yeah. um, I've, I've appreciated your questions and, um, Wanting to know and, and helping me, you know that's that's what a lot of artistry is—is is just being personable with someone. And so that's yeah. a big step that you have to take. So yeah, I think that's some great stuff.
0: So so as we in here, tell everybody how they could reach you.
1: Yeah, so it'd be great if you want to check me out on Instagram at Trevor Martin Music. Um, that's the best source to keep up to date with me. Also, my Facebook page is Trevor Martin Music. Um, so that's that's the best place. Check me out on Spotify, the song that we played earlier. It's called Go To, and that's out on all streaming services. Check it out on Spotify, Apple, Amazon, YouTube. Uh, wherever you listen to music, check it out there. Even TikTok. If you want to make a TikTok <laughs> with my new song, Go To, feel free to do that. So those are the best places yeah. to
2: reach me.
0: And that is really awesome, and we loved having you on the show today and look forward to having you back down the road.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Hopefully, uh, hopefully there'll be much more success, and we'll um, for you and I both, and, and we'll be yeah, able to do all it be again, sharing it together. <laughs> all right. Yeah. And you have a blessed
0: day. We we look forward to here seeing where you go.
1: Absolutely. Thank you, guys. you will have a great one. All right. You too. Oh, you too. You
2: Thanks.
0: Bye. Hey everyone. Hope you really enjoyed the show today. Um, we got two two interviews coming at you tomorrow. So so. Bef- be sure to look up Trevor Martin online to find us all. All his stuff, support him and whatever he's doing because artists are really struggling right now, because with all the COVID, they they make their money off shows. They don't get to do shows now. So go support his merchandise, his music, and all that. And as always, tomorrow we'll be bringing you two. Well, an artist tomorrow, and we're doing a new segment called Behind the Artist, where we bring parents on, of artists to talk about the story behind all that. So, again, we're excited about that, and we will see you tomorrow.